can hear you. Can you can hear me? Better? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Yeah, you sound better. All right, let me try something real quick. Man, all that fancy equipment in the phone is what I got to use. <laughs> all right, hold on a sec. Yeah, we've, we've been... Do I still sound okay? Yeah, you sound okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, we use our phones, basically. We're now considering upgrading because we have to do the Sundance coverage, which... Oh, wow. This is yeah. way cool. George, why did it anglicize your name? Uh, I just put in George because oh, okay. you know George. Oh, okay, yeah. What uh, is your right. name? Is your name Jorge? Yeah. Oh, nice. But why yeah. do you use George? Uh, it, I I didn't really get to choose. People just called me George, and uh, people so many people call me George now that I just turn when I hear George, but not really Jorge. Nice. But you know, most we, people just call me my last name. This is already recording, and I'm kind of cool using this cold open. <laughs> but anyway, welcome everybody to It's the Kid Michael Show, uh, the season finale of It's the Kid Michael Show to be exact. I'm your host, Kid Michael. I'm joined as always by my co-host, George Pacheco. And today's guest is from the podcast Film Posers uh, down in PR, uh, Gabriella, everybody. Uh, how are you doing, Gabriella? Hello, everyone. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> now, we had some technical issues, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, they seem to all be solved almost comedically easily um, yes. using a phone app. Yeah. But uh, how the hell are you? I'm good. Surviving. Mm-hmm. You know, watching now, all of this uh, go down. <laughs> so uh, I know you through school, though we don't go to school together. Yeah. Because uh, do, do you want to explain? Or Yeah, basically we were both accepted to the screenwriting MFA at the Fierstein Graduate School of Cinema. And Michael started this year and i i am starting on august 2021 i deferred due to the pandemic mm-hmm. but we met through the school group chat yeah <laughs> um so uh what have you been what have you been doing since then you've just been doing your podcast mostly I yeah. imagine, right and yeah. you're you're now on some sort of reviewing thing right like i saw that on twitter that you got accepted into yeah, basically, I've been I work as a tutor, so I've been doing that, and I've been doing the podcast. And yeah, basically, me and my other two co- because it's four of us. So me and my two other co-hosts, Anna and Josie, we were accepted as certified critics for the website Cherry Picks, which is basically like Rotten Tomatoes, but only for women and female identifying critics and non-binary people Mm -hmm. so it's a website you know where we express our opinions and give you know a voice for those for us and for those types of of critics since we tend to be not taken as seriously as you know white male film critics Mm -hmm. so we applied and we were accepted so you can check out like some of our reviews on their website you can look for us by name and we have some reviews there. I currently have two with, for Wonder Darkly and Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. So you can check those reviews out. And they will link to the podcast episode where we talked about those films. And if, cool. you're, and if you're a film critic and you are identified as a woman or any of that, you can apply to Cherry Picks and if, see if you can get a credit and you can be a cherry picker. That's what they call us. 
And yeah, it's been really fun having, you know, more people listen to us coming from Cherry Picks. So it's, it's also our growth has just been mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> We've only been doing this a year. We started in January 2020. Mm-hmm. And we are already quite, we've amassed quite an audience and we just got accepted to cover the Sundance Film Festival, which... Yeah, well, it's not a competition. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But, you know, we weren't expecting this. Yeah. What do you think, what do you think uh, was the key to getting an audience for you guys? I don't know, because film posters started because, you know, how there's this belief that you have to like certain things to be a film critic. You have to have certain opinions and you, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to like praise the Godfather or, you know, stuff like that to Uh be taken seriously. And film posters started because we were like, hey, no, you can like whatever you want and still Uh and still like love film because... The thing is that none of us have seen The Godfather. <laughs> so, I just finally watched it this year. Yeah, none of us have seen it. And, you know, we're not fans of Quentin Tarantino. So, you know, we kind of, like, don't feel, feel like, the mold for being, like, for being part of film Twitter and all of that. Mm-hmm. We all have our separate, our separate, you know, likes and dislikes. And we also use our platform to, you know, raise a voice, especially to Latinx filmmakers and POC filmmakers because again we're all Puerto Ricans and we're not represented in media or any of that at all and we also wanted to use our platform to you know promote films Latinx films and all of that Mm -hmm. and yeah I think it's been that and also we've received a lot of support from the Puerto Rican film critics you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've received a lot of support from them. They've given given us advice and, you know, we've collab- collaborated with a few of them. And I think it's also that, you know, the support from the community and other Latinx film critics. I think it's come from that that have allowed us to grow. You know, we we already like form part of the Netflix PR team the a24 PR team. It's kind of crazy how we've managed so- to do this. My my question to you, Gabrielle, is how do you get It's the Kid Michael show in on that? <laughs> <laughs> when, when do we get in on the, the I... A24 publicity team? <laughs> it's so funny that I got we got that email on my birthday, so that was the greatest birthday oh. gift ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know to te- how <laughs> I'm not to tell serious. you something. No, he's not serious. Don't take him serious. I'm not actually making you... <laughs> no, but... Um... I, you know, you got to market yourself like Josie yeah, is no. so great at marketing the podcast I, I yeah. yeah it's it's her honestly she has been marketing us so well since what, since the start what I tell people because I have a few friends who are starting to go into podcasting uh, my friend Wayne who was on the podcast a little while ago is starting his podcast now mm-hmm. um someone just emailed me from school yesterday like hey I want to start a podcast let me talk to you about it and um First thing I remind those people is, I yes, I do a podcast. I don't do a successful podcast. So there's only so much I can advise you on. But the other thing is that you really have to embarrass yourself. Yes. This is how I would put it. Like, yes. advertising involves going to people you've barely talked to in years. Like, you really have to go out and be really, like, just shove your product in people's faces. Because eventually, out of five million, five people are going to be like, all right, I'll share it kind of thing, yeah. you know? 
it's funny because we've actually interviewed like, the filmmakers who did the Walter Mercado documentary, Mucho Mucho Amor. Uh-huh. And we did that because I DM'd the director on Twitter. Yeah. So sometimes it's that, seeing that you can, that, like, hey, I want to do this, and DMing a person, obviously not in a creepy way, like, just, you yeah. know, be professional and send, like, a professional message to the person. And, you know, the worst that can happen is that they say no or they leave you on red. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, yeah, you have to embarrass, you have, you, have, you have to be yourself because the thing about film posters is that we never hide who we are. Mm-hmm. You listen to our first episode and it was that first episode recording it is kind of like one of my favorite memories because basically we were, we were, we hopped around different spots in San Juan because it mm-hmm. was raining and the, and we were going to record at the university library, but the university was closed. And then we were going to go to a mall that had an, a tech area, but it was full. And then we were going to go to Starbucks, but there was a lot of people. So we ended up in the park near where Josie lives in the rain. Mm-hmm. And that's where we recorded our first episode. Uh, let me ask you, how do the film posers know each other? Like pre-film posers? Okay, so in college... My first year, I met Ana Sofia because mm-hmm. she mentioned The Walking Dead. And I was like, oh, my God, you love The Walking Dead. So do I. And then we mm-hmm. started talking. And then she mentioned Hannibal. And we started talking about Hannibal. And we became friends. Then I met Juan through a mutual friend. And then I met Josie because we worked to get together in a school magazine. Mm-hmm. So we, like, I was friends with them. But we didn't, like, the four of us didn't talk. Like, I was just friends with them individually until there was this one day where I got blocked on Twitter by a film critic who shall remain nameless. And I told, <laughs> and I told Josie, Anna, and Juan separately. And then to avoid you know, having to text them all individually, I just, the Josie made a Twitter chat and was like, okay, okay, just send everything through here. So I just sent talk to them through Twitter and then Josie had to do a podcast for her master's program when she was in grad school mm-hmm. and so she had the idea since she realized that Anna and Juan also talked about film she was like hey why don't we do this together for a, my school project and we can continue doing it if it's something that we all enjoy mm-hmm. and basically that's how it started and we got the name film posters from the critic that blocked me so if you're on film Twitter, then you will know who it is. Uh, you don't have to tell me who it is, but can you tell me why he blocked you? Uh, they or, or she? I'm. I, I don't, I, I'm not. You know. They blocked me. Yeah, they. They blocked me because I defended Parasite. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, really? I, I didn't think Parasite needed defending. Yeah, it sounded to me like a hot take. Basically, yeah, that's a really hot take. Basically, okay, this film <clears throat> critic called Parasite a lesser copy of Joker. And, wow. And if you've, if you know me, if you've listened to the podcast, you will know that I hate the film Joker with a passion. And you do not, you can't just compare a masterpiece like Parasite to Joker. Like, you just can't. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, didn't, I I didn't see either of those films last year. I kind of missed out on Parasite. I'm still going to go back to it, but um, it's it's a great film. Michael. You have to see it, Mike. 
It's on it. Hulu. Uh, if you have Hulu, it's on Hulu, Michael. Lesser copy. I'm, I'm typing this into Twitter. I want to know who the hell. Uh, I mean, I can tell you, and you. Yeah, you, you, you edit, tell me later, or edit it. Out. Uh, you, you tell me after the show, and I'll, and I'll. Look it up. Oh but uh, yeah, that sounds. That's funny that you kind of um, you've created this show that kind of uh, the the entire de- idea behind it is that you guys don't conform mm-hmm. to. Um, uh, the mainstream opinion of you know of film c- critics, but it started because you liked a movie that everyone liked. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not like we because obviously we still like because out of the four of us, Anna and I tend to be the film bros. You know what? You know what the film bros are. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, you know those th- that love Tarantino, that love. Yeah, the guys no. in college who had the Pulp Fiction poster. Exactly. Yeah, there you yeah. go, Mike. <laughs> exactly. So Anna and I tend to be the filmers because Anna is a huge Christopher Nolan fan, and I am a, uh-huh. a huge Martin Scorsese fan. So we still have those opinions that will be like, film bro alert, and, in the, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's a running joke in the podcast every time we talk about some of those films that, and it's like, your film bro is showing. Yeah. Because it's just a thing. Like, it's not that we don't like certain films. It's just that we don't think that you need to like certain films to be considered a film critic or to have your opinion be valid. We think that you mm-hmm. should be allowed to like anything, anything, and enjoy anything, and your opinion is still valid because everyone is different. Yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. that the, uh, the most utility you could get out of a film critic is um, seeing what if he likes what you like and he hates what you hate, then the whole point of a film critic is to like not have to watch a movie so that he decides your opinion on it. Like, um, yeah. let's say you want to watch a movie in theaters and you're like, I'm not sure if I should waste the money. Mm-hmm. If he hates it, boom, you stay home. That's that's the whole utility mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, but also I think it's kind of like double-sided because, you know, there are certain movies that critics hate that we end up loving. Mm-hmm. So it's, it depends. Like, I I don't tend to, like, l- listen fully to, okay, if a critic says, I don't like this film for so-and-so, I might still give it a chance because I want to form my own opinion on it. Like, I'm not going to talk shit about a movie. Oh, shit. Can I, can I curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go fucking nuts. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Because because in the podcast, we try not to curse, and I'm just, like, the one that curses a yeah. lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to talk shit about a movie if I haven't seen it. So if I'm going to talk shit about it, I at least I want to see it so that I talk about it correctly. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, like, film criticism is, yeah, for you to listen to other people's opinion. But it's also, I think that part of listen to film critics is that so that you also develop your opinion because if let's say if it's a movie about you know a triggering subject or you know some some of that and a critic says that hey if this triggers you don't watch it then yeah that's a very valuable opinion because then it's like okay i'm i'm skipping that because i don't like watching movies about that deal with that type of thing so mm-hmm. but if they say oh it's bad because the script was bad and i'm in the mood to watch a bad movie and laugh then I will probably watch it. Like I, lo- I like to watch bad movies to torture myself yeah. and laugh. 
I am, uh, I've talked about this a little bit on the show that I'm of the opinion, I've actually talked about this a lot on the show, that I'm the opinion that people, uh, that movie, um, people in movie Twitter or just movie critics in general, they're, I think they're just too harsh on movies these days. Yeah. I think we've gotten like, and have I ever, have, have I ever talked to you about uh, this, my, my Gremlins test? Have I discussed this with you? No. What's the... Do you, have you ever seen Gremlins? Yeah. The first one. So I created, I created a theory called the gremlins test mm -hmm. which is the which is built on the idea that gremlins is the worst good movie mm. meaning it's like the the lowest that you can call a good movie it, and it's still good therefore any movie that is technically as good as gremlins is technically a good movie hmm. I think I so I use, yeah you you I, know this george I mean, no i know you've but, told me you've yeah, told I, me about this I a lot where, i see where you're going with this yeah, so, like, for example, like, a movie like Real Steel. Do you remember that with Hugh Jackman? Yeah. People don't really remember that fondly, but I say it passes the Gremlins test. It's not bad. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's fun. Yeah. It's mindless fun. Yeah. And I, I think there is there is a, a an art to mindless fun, is let something be exactly. that sometimes. Exactly. Because, you know, sometimes you just want to sit and watch a movie and you don't want to analyze it or overthink it I, mm -hmm. watching movies is also fun like you need to let yourself have fun like it's me yeah I, I watch a lot of lifetime movies that is my guilty pleasure i love watching lifetime movies and you know sometimes i can't help but take them a little bit too seriously when they're not meant to be taken seriously and mm -hmm. other times i will sit there and watch a lifetime movie and be like this is five stars great content you know, because did you, it's like that. Did you watch the, the KFC yes, Lifetime I did. movie? Yes, I did. We have some, we're going to be talking about KFC a little later, but uh, what, what, tell us about that. I remember I watched it with my mom because my, my mom and I tend to watch them together. So I was like, Mom, we're going to watch this. And so she said, and we said that because it was only 15 minutes. And yeah. we were sitting there and it was the most absurd thing I have ever seen. And I loved it. <laughs> Did you hear about this, George? Uh, I was about to ask you what you guys are talking about with okay, this KFC. George, get ready. Basically, okay. apparently KFC is doing having poor sales right now because they came up with the most brilliant marketing strategy ever. Basically, it was a 15-minute sh short film starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. He's speechless. <laughs> I, I'm Googling. I'm sorry. I'm and Googling it's right a, now. It's a, yeah. it's a romance between Colonel Sanders and this woman. What is it called? Like the recipe of love uh, or something like that? Recipe for or seduction, it... if I'm not mistaken. The recipe for seduction. It's hmm. yeah. only 15 minutes. And this is only a part of their big market. They also did a, a dating sim. Did, yeah. I heard about the console. I thought that was it. I thought that was a game. Yeah, that was what we yeah. were going to talk about this week was the KF console. Have you heard about that, um, Gabrielle? No. So, in theory, I mean, they haven't proved it yet because no one's been hands-on with it, but mm -hmm. KFC claims to have created a console that is 4K, uh, basically superior in stats to all consoles on the market, <laughs> and has a pocket for heating your chicken. What? And it's called the KF console. You're kidding me. You should look no. it up. And I, I thought it was like a joke concept, but apparently okay. they're making them. Apparently it's real and it's been like developed. I'm Googling. Hold on. 
Yeah, I think it's just going to blow up the first time. Yeah, I don't, with all well, like overheating things and stuff like that, I don't understand how you could put a chicken heater isn't that in a da- video game. Isn't pump. that dangerous? It sounds dangerous, but if they made it work, I really want one. The what? funny thing is that it looks like a tub of chicken. It it looks like an air fryer. Yeah. Oh my god. So KFC is really like pushing their uh, Are their sales really low or are they just wanting to change humanity? I have so many I don't questions. Know. Um, and the funny thing is that that yesterday I watched a commercial for KFC like, a per, for Puerto Rican KFC and they are now selling like ensalada de codito which is basically like macaroni salad it's a food uh-huh. that we have here well Mike do you know about macaroni salad so, yeah I, I know what macaroni yeah. salad is yeah okay so it's a food that we have here in Puerto Rico for, you know, festive times and all that. So now KFC is making their own ensalada de coditos. And they made this very dramatic commercial about it. And it plays Vivaldi's for Four Seasons in the commercial. Mm-hmm. And if you've ne- if in the film posters, Josie's favorite movie ever is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And if you've seen that movie, then you know that Vivaldi's Four Seasons plays an important part of that film. So mm-hmm. when this commercial, when this KFC commercial comes up that plays Vivaldi's Four Seasons, basically Josie's going to send them a season desist because how dare you use Vivaldi's Four Seasons, the portrait of a Lady on Fire song in a KFC commercial to make your own version of Ensalada de Coditos when you know very well that that is meant for our grandmothers to make in a more that tastes better. Mm-hmm. And it was just this whole thing, and it was hilarious. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. George got kicked from the call real briefly, but he'll be right oh. back. I just sent him a link again. Okay. Um, I was going to say, though, if, if you're trying to appeal to Puerto Ricans and you already fry things as your whole thing, why are you not making bacalitos? <sighs> you know? There's a science for bacalitos, Michael. I know. But... But that seems like the logical step no, for KFC in if, Puerto Rico. If you sell bacalaitos in KFC, then what are you going to do about the chinchorros that sell bacalaitos? No, you're not gentrifying bacalaitos, Michael. <laughs> no. Sorry, we're not. I'm not. I'm back. We're... <laughs> how, hey, George. How dare uh, no, you I'm not, suggest I'm not... <laughs> gentrifying bacalaitos? Because you know damn well that this gringo company will find a way to gentrify it. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm, I I want to have a KFC bacalito. I'm saying that seemed like if I were an evil uh, corporate, you know, overlord, that would be my. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm smarter than the average evil cor- overlord. No, I I mean, KF, Puerto Rico KFC already sells rice and beans. Mm-hmm. So no, the bacalaitos are for the chinchorros. You cannot buy mm-hmm. a bacalaito. In a KFC, that no, <laughs> no. All right. Well, I mean, look, I agree with you. I'm just <laughs> um, as as um, a Mexican. What what's a bacarito? Oh, bacarito. It's oh. like a it's like a fried fish pancake. Yes, it's made of cod. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't... They it's... sell them at like they sell them at like carts the way we have hot dog carts. They yeah. have like bacarito carts. Yes. It's the greatest um, thing ever, George. 
My gra- my grandma used to make them all the time, and I miss them so much. They were like, and I didn't even know they were fish back then. But as a kid, like as yeah. a p- little picky kid, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Yeah, my grandmother makes them. Ugh, they're so good. They're hard to make though. I wish I could like still have, but like tr- my mom doesn't make them because she's like, this is just too hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it was so funny because my grandmother made oh made bacalaitos. And she had like leftover of the mix. And so she gave it to us in a hey, so that you can make them at home. And my mom and I were so excited. We were like, yes, we're going to make so many bacalaitos. So we went to make them. And uh, yeah, they, they didn't turn out that well. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's very hard. You have to get the oil hot just enough. Because if it's not hot enough, there will not come out. So but let me tell you, George, in my opinion, as a... I'm not a full uh, Puerto Rican like Gabby as I'm more of a New Eurekan, I would (laughs) say, but the the height of cuisine in Puerto Rico is the bacalito for me. I mean, have you ever tried that capurrias? I have not. What's that? (gasps) Michael, you need to come to Puerto Rico when it's safe to do so. I've been once in my life. Okay, so when you come, I'm going to take you to Piñones. Uh Uh-huh. And you're going to try an alcapurria. Basically, it's this... I don't really know exactly what the masa is made of. I I don't remember. My I ha- I'll have to ask my grandmother because I, I don't remember. And so it's this masa. And in the inside, it's with meat, fish, basically mm-hmm. anything. And it's fried. And it kind of looks like... Hmm. The shape of a rim, kind of... It's like a corn dog, kind of okay like a cylinder yeah like that some of them are also like kind of like moon shade they they it varies depends on how people make them but mm-hmm. it's amazing oh my god gabriella we three kings day just happened oh, yeah. oh my god i mean i completely <laughs> forgot that it was three kings day because you know the a coup happened yeah we, it was on three on kings day it was on the I'm telling you, there, there is Christ. something poetic about being a Puerto Rican and a victim of colonialism watching American American democracy fall apart on Three Kings Day. I'm telling you, it, mm-hmm. it, it hit different. Now, George, you, you guys also yeah, we do. in Mexico. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, thing. Catholicism yeah. thing. I think it's a Catholicism thing, but it's really more popular in modern oh, day yeah, among yeah. Latin. Yeah, I mean, we got it from Spain, so yeah. But did you guys, when you were little, did you guys make yeah. the shoes? Yeah, actually, I did. The shoes. The shoes. What? So the way we, uh, the way we did it at my house is you you make the paper shoes and you put like hay. Oh wait. Oh no. The way that we did is just we took a shoe box and filled it with grass. Uh no, we always we always like hmm. actually made a shoe out of paper. We, I just I just Wait, left shoes at the door with what I wanted inside the shoes. <laughs> so clearly we've got so a very wild. The same idea. I've I've never heard of the shoe thing. Like here Well yeah, it's it's I don't know why it's a shoe thing, but it's I, I know it's for the camels, right? That's the yeah. idea. Yeah, the idea of it is that you leave grass for <laughs> Yeah, the, you're supposed you to leave, leave grass, grass and water. That I do remember. Yeah, it's grass and water. Yeah, we I yeah, I, I and I also left I think one time I left cookies for the kings because you know it's not fair that the camels are being fed and not the kings. Hello. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I always found it, uh, I was talking to my, my stepdad about this, 
Uh, and like, um, what are the guys that made those old claymation uh, Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they're called, but it's like they always depict one of like the three kings is like one is Asian, one is African, and one is like a white guy. And I always thought that was like because you know the the, the depiction of of like biblical characters is incredibly whitewashed. Yeah. And it's 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 funny to me that the three kings have always been like, oh, give them that. <laughs> You know, you know, here in Puerto Rico, we won't always have had the three kings be, you know, dark skin, you know, black yeah. or, you know, we've never had like white three kings. Yeah, I, but I think, uh, I don't know, George, is it, is it you, you kind of know what I'm saying, right? Like um, uh, in, in Mexico, they're just Mexican. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, he, here. yeah, here is the Puerto Ricans, and you know, Puerto Ricans, we, we all come in different shades. So, uh-huh. oh, yeah, you told me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very true. I always tell people that. I have uh, something that's always frustrated me is a, a lot of my friends will always say, uh, when I talk about my, my ethnic identity, they will say, You're not technically white, Michael. And I'm like, No, I am. Uh, it's, it's a different, being Puerto Rican is not a race and it's you know it's it's like you say they come in different shapes and sizes yeah. and colors and it's very hard to explain to people uh that it's a different thing from a racial identity yeah, yeah that actually we've had like so many of those d- discussions about you know the Puerto Rican identity that um, honestly it's it's a lot Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely a controversial topic here. How so? Because you know they say how a light-skinned Puerto Rican is, mm-hmm. you know, white passing, and yes, you might look at, at yeah. a light and if they pass as white, definitely. But the conversation was like, you can't tell me, you can't just call me white and ignore what where i grew up and you know what i have mm-hmm. been battling because being puerto rican is kind of like an, an identity crisis because yeah we have american citizenship but we don't consider mm-hmm. ourselves american I, I don't consider myself american i don't call myself american so mm-hmm. i don't and so yeah it was this whole thing how yeah like you're white and they call a, like a puerto rican white and just ignore everything else that they're still Puerto Rican that they still grew up as a victim of colonialism that you know they Spanish is their first language and all of that and it, it was this very heated topic kind of like wanting mm-hmm. to say that if you're white then you're white and the rest of your identity doesn't matter you're just white yeah and it's I I, I think the two are not mutually exclusive exactly it's not the same being a white Latinx person in general Mm-hmm. than being, you know, a white American. It's two completely different things. Yeah. Um, we might get canceled for I mean, this. <laughs> would we really? I, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, being as white as I am, I, I this is a topic that comes up so much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, George and I have a friend whose name is also George. He always jokes that he, like, he won't let me speak Spanish in his house. It's like, you don't get this. Oh, yeah. Spanish. And you should tell this to him uh, because um, he doesn't consider himself white passing with his blonde hair and his little rosy cheeks. Yeah, he has dirty blonde hair. I've I always make fun of him that. for it. He gets really pissy at it because we're both like 
we both grew up next to each other, super Mexican and stuff. And then I call him gringo uh -huh. and he gets really angry at me. <laughs> so he he's certainly like somewhat indigenous looking too. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, where, I guess he's Where is he? Would be. Where is he from? Oh, he's actually, funnily enough, this is really weird. And I'm not sure if we've told the story in the podcast before. Uh, he's my neighbor. He's also Mexican. Um, we're both from Oaxaca. And actually in Oaxaca, we're both, which is the state of Mexico, uh, we're both mm -hmm. from the towns next to each other. Oh, that's so, so cool. And their yeah. names are both George. They just live <laughs> right Our next parents to immigrated so cool. here <laughs> without knowing each other and moved in to the apartment units next to each other without knowing each other. And then we're like, oh, we're both from like the same region, like next town over. So that's it's just so a cool. really weird coincidence story that I like to tell people. That is so mm -hmm. cool. I mean, Puerto Rico is so small that you basically can find any relation to any any single person that you meet. Oh, I bet it's a, it's not a very big island, is it? We only measure eleven. Eleven. Oh my God! How do you say that in English? <laughs> Hold on. Are you trying to say unit of measurement? Yeah. Kilometers. Meters, miles, <laughs> 11 feet. <laughs> the island of Puerto Rico is 11 feet long. <laughs> there's also, there's multiple islands. Yeah, we're think. in our archipelago. We have Vieques, Culebras, Isla de Mona, Caja de Muertos. Isn't there one that's like just monkeys? Isla de Mona. That's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just that just means yeah. the Isle of Monkeys, I assume. There's a snake <laughs> island, apparently, by what those names. Oh. So we are 110 miles and 135 miles. How do you say that in English? Wait, which part? What? It's George speaks Spanish. 135? 135. That's how you... 135? 135. Oh, 100 by 35. Yeah. There you Thank go. You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't a math child. I, I suck at math. Mm -hmm. Is is uh, Spanish your first yes. language? Yeah. I had <laughs> that was. Just... <laughs> yeah, I learned. I learned English funnily enough by watching Lord of the Rings. Oh wow! What a way. Yeah. You should speak old English then. Only old English. It would. I had. I I said little words with the accent. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a what a, I love George. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? No, <laughs> I have not. I, oh my god! I, I'm it's, gonna set off like I a weekend. Did, I started off the new year by rewatching Lord of the Rings. It felt right. Did you Did you also watch the uh, the Hobbit? I movies have not watched just... the Hobbit movies yet because I was not a big fan of them. But I ended up I will rewatch them because the love of my life, Legolas, is in them. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing. Um, speaking of uh, movies and stuff to be obsessed with, uh, I think I told you, George, already that I have started watching. Oh, you did. You did. Your Twitter, your yeah. Twitter thread is gold. Oh uh, yeah, I've been doing a live tweet uh, thread of Twin Peaks. Have any? Have either of you ever watched Twin Peaks? No. No. Uh, holy shit! This show is like. It, it, I, I I can't tell you like much of anything because it's like 
basically what you can know about this show is that it is a surrealist murder mystery. Yeah. I've heard there is like Anna Sophia is a huge fan of Twin Peaks. Yeah, it I I think I tweeted this um that my first hot take about it was like this is the show that Stranger Things wanted to be. Oh. Um I don't know if you guys are fans of Stranger I love Things. Stranger Things. But... I I don't. I liked it when I first saw it. I've soured mm-hmm. on it a little bit since then. But now that I've watched Twin Peaks, I'm like, oh, this is this is amazing. I have a weird relationship with Stranger Things because I watched the first season. A strange relationship. Yes, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first season. I was like, hey, isn't this Super Eight? Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, that's what I was saying. It is literally Super Eight. It's like Super Eight meets yeah, it. kinda. And I was just in the, isn't this Super Eight? And I was kind of like, okay, sure. I, I, it was fine. I love Winona Riders. So I was like, okay, for Winona Ryder, I will watch anything. And then when the second season came around, funnily enough, was when Hurricane Maria hit. So basically, uh-huh. the second season just brings me back to that time, and I can't rewatch it. Mm. And oh. then the third season, I loved. The third season was my favorite season. It's funny you say that. For, former co-host Adam Ali, the, my, my old co-host, has this story about during Hurricane Sandy, his lights went out because he was someplace mm-hmm. that got hit really hard. And he just watched, uh, like, he had a, his laptop and a Goofy movie and he just watched it, like, so many times. And he's obsessed with that movie. Yeah, my, in my case, basically was that it came out in October. So it was, like, a month after Hurricane Maria. And... You know, my my school had opened up. So basically, it was the only place that there was Wi-Fi because I didn't have power in mm-hmm. my house and no one had power. So I went, I was in school and that was around the time that Netflix introduced like their downloading version that you could download things into the app. So mm-hmm. I was in school downloading the season of Stranger Things so that I could watch it. And that's how I watched season two. I downloaded it on my phone and I watched it on the car while plugged in because I couldn't charge my phone in my house because, again, I had no power. So, yeah, it just brings me back to that weird time. And I just, I'd rather not think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Uh, but it's funny that, that the kind of um, parallel between that yeah. story. But, yeah, I, I just watched the first two seasons of Twin Peaks, which were the second season halfway through kind of got like a little slump because uh from what i've heard the the uh the executives at abc were kind of like this show's a little too dark Let's wait it, it was it aired on, a- and then they, on abc what yeah i can't believe it aired on abc because it's like it's such like a dark hannibal show that aired on nbc like how did they allow hannibal to yeah. air? we forget like what a golden era there was of network television oh yeah we totally do but, like now we think of it as such like we think of, of, of network television as like the joke television now, kind of in a way. You know how it's like, why would why would you watch anything that's even like the Star Trek shows go straight to streaming now? Honestly, they don't even air and, on and I, on CBS. Well, I think they're airing Discovery right now on CBS, but you know, it's this. I think it's season one that they're airing on CBS, but yeah, they probably yeah. air it after. You just reminded me, I haven't caught yeah, up so, with Star Trek Discovery. Oh shit, <laughs> I haven't even. Started, I. I would start it. It's just I really don't want to get CBS all Yeah, I got the trial just to watch Picard uh-huh. because I had to watch Picard. I, I, 
They're the ones that have that new The Stand show, right? Yeah. The, oh, man. I want to watch that really and the, bad. And, and the new Twilight I'm, Zone. I'm, I'm so bummed that they are the only ones that have oh, the new Twilight Zone. Oh, that's what that... He's the director of yeah. Jordan Peele. Yeah. yeah. I am so close to biting the bullet on Peacock, though, I have to say. What is Peacock? Um, it's NBC yeah. Universal. Uh. They have The Office now. It's the, the, the one thing. So... Uh. They have The Office. They have probably Saturday Night Live. Um, eventually, they'll have Jaws, Jurassic Park, E.T. Oh, my God. If they move... They have all the, the Universal Monsters. If they monsters, move sorry, Hannibal to Peacock, I'm going to be pissed. Right now, Hannibal's on Hulu, right? No, Hannibal is on Netflix and on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. okay. I love that show, by the way. That show I is, love... is so good. I like yeah. cooking a lot. And <laughs> that show... <laughs> That is a weird. No, no. A weird if you watch the show, you, this makes way more sense. But yeah. I know. But just, like, I love cooking. When you mention Hannibal, it's very weird. You said it that, puts George. me in the mood to yeah. cook. Like George, that's disgusting, George. <laughs> it's disgusting. I mean, it's a real. What are you, what are you cooking? Don't tell me you're cooking kidneys too. No, no, not like human kidneys. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. But that's all I'm saying. I the show mixes a lot of things I love. I love uh Who Done It's like kinda like these kind of like not Who Done It's more more like murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh serial killer stuff, like almost it's like it's like Well then you gotta watch Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna love that. It's on my list. But like Hannibal's like if you mixed um mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay with uh the first season of uh True Detective. If that makes sense. If you guys have seen either of those. No, Gordon yeah, because it's it's like it's, it's Gordon like a, Ramsay mixed with a serial killer. If Gordon yeah. Ramsay were a serial killer, he would be Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm, try, I'm trying to say. I'm sure he would no. love to hear that. <laughs> so why um, do you want to get pe- Peacock, Michael? Uh, because, so I'm trying to uh, catch up on shows that I, I know I should love that, before I get back to school. You know what I mean? Like shows that mm. I never got into that like, I know if I watch them, I'd be obsessed with them. The first one was Twin Peaks, and I am obsessed with it. And then um, I want to do Stargate, SG-1, and Battlestar Galactica, which I think are both on Peacock. And then I'm also slowly watching Columbo, which is also on Peacock. I don't know if you've ever seen Columbo, but that show is really good. It's a whodunit, but you know whodunit. Like, you see the murder happen at the beginning Mm. of the episode, but the satisfying part is that the main character, Columbo, he's a detective, a homicide detective, and he clearly knows who's, who, who the killer is, like, right off the bat. But everyone thinks he's really stupid, and it's, like, him slowly proving who oh. it was. That's the satisfying oh. part. The way I've described it is that it has the same satisfaction as a show like To Catch a Predator, where it's less about finding out who it is and more about the satisfaction of catching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's a really good show, and uh, I've been watching it with my friend Morella on Twitch every like Thursday night because they they show it on. Um, there's like a Columbo club that we've oh, been going cool. to. Yeah, it's a really good show. That. You invited me to that, and I I I don't have a laptop, so yeah. I can't show up to it yet. You, you can go. You can do it on oh, your phone. Okay, but you guys are also on a Discord call, aren't you? At the same time. Oh no, no we're we're just chatting in a. Oh, okay. In Columbo okay. Club. 
So I, I've been meaning to do. <laughs> you should do that too, Gabrielle. It's a really, yeah, it's we, a really I fun use thing. I Discord a lot to stream with friends. I use Discord mm-hmm. and teleparty, you know, for Netflix party and all of that. We do that a lot. Uh-huh. We did the Netflix thing for like my birthday last year. Yeah, George was there. We did uh, what was the movie? In the Tall Grass. Did you that see that movie. one? It was so uh, bad. We trashed it. Was, we fucking it trashed was that so movie. Bad. Yeah. It was so bad. I mean, it, it had its moments. It could have been good, bad. but it was so bad. Uh huh. It felt predictable, um, and also at the same time, just weird. I remember. Like, I was just confused. I remember. Uh, that was we had a lot more talking about that show in the first episode because Adam was also there and that was our first episode of it's the Kid Michael show we talked about that movie and I had to cut so much of it because so much of it was just me talking about the siblings and it was too gross <laughs> like to talk oh. about on the first episode of my podcast it's, I was like, it's, so, all of this. it's so funny because yeah. I watched the movie and then we did the episode where we were talking about our favorite movies of 2019 and our worst movies of 2019 and i just went on a ramble about in the tall grass about how much i hated it so that's pretty funny that super disappointing it yeah it could have been good the third act was just killed the movie the first act like piqued my interest yeah it was pretty decent it's because it's a short it's clearly a short story that's been no really but it works for, for Stephen King he, The Mist was a short story that got dragged into yeah. a, a movie and that movie's fantastic but the, yeah the, the Mist movie works and I think that ending that they decided to add to it makes it better yeah it, it's such an amazing um, short story but it's I think Frank Frank Deno something Frank Darabont he made uh, The Walking Dead too, the first mm-hmm. season at least yeah, the first season of Walking Dead is perfect. Yeah, that's because he made it, the guy from The Mist. He has a yeah. history of work of turning uh like literary fiction into like really good TV or movie. How do you feel about The Walking Dead now, guys? I mean I still watch it, so there's that. But do I I don't love it as much as I used to before because the thing with me and The Walking Dead is that I go periods of time that I stop watching it and then I go back to it. So it's kind of like a toxic relationship, honestly, at this point. Yeah, I and, have the exact same relationship with that now show. now that it's the final season, I'm like, well, I've stuck around this long, so might as well. So mm-hmm. actually, when I went to Georgia, I went to where they filmed the first episode i saw the houses i saw the bridge and it was the, the coolest experience but that's actually yeah. that's actually cool oh my god yeah it was cool i remember i was with my aunt and i told her because we were we weren't staying in atlanta we were staying at another place but we were driving past atlanta and i told her we need to stop in atlanta for like 10 minutes that's all i'm asking i remember a big part of like uh intrigue here in america about the show was this idea that they had a bunch of competitions about being a zombie on the show yeah like there was this whole obsession with going on the walking I dead i wanted being a zombie. to do that and thinking about that now in the but thinking about it now in the covid world sounds like like can you imagine doing that now wanting to be a zombie I, on the I, walking I, dead with all those I mean, people i remember telling anna because we both met because of the walking dead I kept telling her that I want to be a zombie and I want to be killed by Daryl Dixon. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I remember that, so that, that whole that side was, of the community. Was, yeah, and it was intense. I cosplayed Maggie Green for Puerto Rico Comic Con. And there was this guy dressed as men. 
And then there was another girl dressed as Michonne, and he saw us, clearly recognizing that we were dressed, and we had to recreate the lineup <laughs> of the of the classic, <laughs> like that cliffhanger oh. where you didn't know who died. So we were in yeah. Comic Con, like this guy just living it up as Negan, and me and the girl dressed as Michonne. Just <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious, but yeah. Oh man, um, but yeah, that that's a show. I don't understand how you could film that now. There's so many extras. I don't know. Um, Aren't there less and less zombies? So maybe they're more spread out? You'd think. You know? You'd think there'd be less zombies by this point. I'm... I think some, like people have done the math about like how many people would be left in North America if you killed that many zombies. And the answer is no. That's implying they're all heading to Georgia. But it's also... Like, how many people live in the U.S.? 300 million. And... Exactly. So it's 300 million people. You know what? Yeah, I'm on her side now. That is a lot of fucking zombies. <laughs> so think about it that way. Because we've only I seen guess. like groups of survivors that... Like hundreds at the most. And like, you can't assume that every single human like is in a survivor group. Like People die. And you and in that show, if you yeah. die of natural causes, you turn into a zombie. So, plus, since borders Here's... are not a thing, then you can have Canadian zombies coming down. So, like, how many people live in Canada? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> no idea. So you know, you get, you get zombies from all over like the Amer the Amer the American continent because you know, like the zombies from the south can go up, and you know. So, I I always thought it like I I can't tell if this would be funny or horrifying like a, an idea for a zombie movie where like they go to another country and like it's just untouched like everyone's fine the idea that like if America plunged into a zombie seen... outbreak that every other part of the world would be like you know what let's just have leave, you leave it seen Twenty Eight Days Later? I was gonna bring that up. I was about to mention. No, I never that. finished it. Is that? And uh, twenty eight weeks it? later, the sequel. Yes. Only, but, only England got it. No one talks, yeah. Have we talked about how the beginning of Twenty Eight Days Later is the exact same beginning yeah, as The I, Walking Dead? I thought that was very, which one 20, came out first? Twenty Eight Days Later. I mean, when did we, the, yeah, Twenty Eight Days Later wait, came but out the, first. But the Walking including Dead, including the comic, are comics. So when did the? Yeah, but the com We I think we looked this up on the show before, and the okay. comic still came out later. Um, about Twenty Eight. Um, I think it might no, be a homage. <laughs> Yeah, it could Maybe. Be much. I don't know. I, I thought that was really weird also. But, but 28 Days Later is one of my fa it's my favorite zombie movie, but it's also like my worst nightmare because the zombies are fast. Oh yeah, that movie. <laughs> and is I'm just like, yeah. And if you know, if the zombie apocalypse happens with zombies that are like the ones from 28 Days Later or World War C, you know what? I'm just going to throw myself and, and die. Like I'm I not going to hate it. I've had that conversation a million times. I'm just going to kill myself. Fuck that. Yeah. We actually have a zombie episode, and we discuss this. We, me and George, I think discussed once on this show that we we think that every show, no matter what the genre is, should have one episode based on what would yeah. happen if zombies community like, did that, appeared on um, that show. The show sixteen, if you guys remember that, did that. Oh my god! Yeah, that was. Didn't you say uh, what was the show you said did that? The the one with um, oh Degrassi. Yeah, Degrassi, Degrassi did that. Or... That was a banger, dude. That was really good. A zombie episode. That's a good question. Like, which show 
would handle a zombie apocalypse better. I just think it would it'd be fun if every yeah. like show just like for one episode stopped taking itself seriously and was like, all right, here's what would can happen. You imagine, yeah, just like a, what if. Can you imagine a zombie apocalypse in Riverdale? Well, they're, they're a small town. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that because Riverdale was supposed to eventually cross over yeah. with Chilling Adventures of Sabrina before it got canceled, I'm pro- that probably was in the cards at some point. Oh, man. You know what? No, actually, there is a there is uh, a comic called like the Afterlife of Archie or something really? where he's huh. a zombie. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Archie died. Oh yeah, in the he died at some point. He died. Oh. Recent years. I did not know that. I just knew that he died. Did you guys ever watch? Uh, there was a, sh- a cartoon called Archie's no, Weird Mysteries. No. So. And it was basically like Scooby Doo with Archie characters. That is so weird. (laughs) Yeah, it was just the the um, the cadence of a of a Scooby Doo episode where there's a mystery and a monster and they mask him, but it's like all Archie characters, like Jughead and Archie and everybody. It works pretty well. I mean, I feel like most podcasts end up discussing zombies. I uh, mean, once you talk long enough, yeah, part of pop culture, you know, zombies. It's part of it. There's a celebrity, I forget who, but like, oh, Kevin Bacon? When, uh, if you go to celebrity, there are three... Uh, uh, I, love, yeah. Kevin I Bacon. love doing that. Or it's like when you go to Wikipedia and you try to get to Hitler within three clicks, which you can always do. <laughs> really? Um, I've never tried that. Yeah, you, yeah I've done, done that. that? I, mean, I, I play that game How all the that? time. You just go to Wikipedia, go to a random article. Uh, okay. It could be about like neurobiology. Okay. And then I'm Googling. Why do you want me to Google on Wikipedia? You can do random page in Wikipedia, but uh, the Cayman Islands, whatever. You can get to, to, to Hitler. Cayman Islands, okay. But I feel like zombies are that. But how, do you have to like really try? You, okay. could, you, could, you could try. Okay, if a, you try, you could do it in, in very few clicks. I'm at the Cayman Islands Wikipedia page. I'm just going to click at something. Hmm. You, you can strategize about it. It's a fun game to play with friends. See who get the least amount of clicks to Hitler. Okay. I clicked one. Yeah, well, the Cayman Islands cl- existed. They definitely did exist. So you'll probably okay, get there yeah, pretty fast. I clicked Independence of Jamaica and we got Hitler. <laughs> Two clicks. I told you. I told oh, wow. <laughs> it's so cool. Two clicks. Two oh clicks. Wow. It's just, so that's what I feel zombies are to media. Like, no matter where you are, you could be in, like, um, uh, any soap opera made in the 2000s. You could be the show Scrubs. You could be, like, uh, War of the Worlds, and like the novel. Mm-hmm. You are always at least six degrees to zombies or a zombie version. That's kind of true of Marvel movies, too, now, that, like, every actor is six yeah. degrees. Yeah, they're also, but, they, like, that's a... Like that, like thousands, like twenty movies to do. Of course, that's gonna happen. And it's also how yeah. you can always trace back BBC actors to Doctor Who. I also heard about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, they use. I, the, the, I I watch a lot of British TV shows, and it's always without fail. There's always someone that was in Doctor Who. I Did you watch Doctor, Doctor Who? Currently watch it. Yes. I'm, 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 I heard that the, the, the lady who played uh, the doctor There are rumors the... going on around. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen anything official. What? Mm. You haven't watched yeah, the iteration I'm, yet? I, I'm up to date with the current season. I just watched the New Year's oh, Day okay. special. 
Uh-huh. There's, uh, from what I've heard, that like because it was so unpopular when it like came out, or perceived as unpopular by BBC, that they've lost a lot of the original episodes. Yeah, like of, the original uh, Doctor original Doctor Who before it came back in the two thousands. Yeah, there are a lot of episodes that are lost. Yeah, that's crazy that that much of pop culture has been uh, yeah. lost to time. Um, I have to say, we made it really far without talking about the DC thing yeah. too much. Should we go back to it? Oh, right. Uh, I was like, huh, what? The Wonder Woman movie? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, no, um, I forgot that took place in DC. But no, the, the attempt yeah. that happened yeah. Uh, yeah. on Three Kings Day, I guess. They took... Um, Oh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> that was it's happened. so funny because I had a friend over and we were watching movies and we were watching First Reformed mm-hmm. to be exact. And, uh, you know, we're chilling watching First Reformed because she had never seen it and I, I love that film. And suddenly she tweets something funny and I was like, I want to like that tweet. So I go on Twitter and the first thing that pops up, it's a video of people in the capital and i was just like what and i told her they're breaking into the capital and she's like what so we switch off the movie and we put on the news and it's just right there and we're sitting there like this can't be happening i mean yes we were not surprised we were just in shock we were not surprised it was i don't know there were so many things because we were surprised but not surprised like we were surprised that you know, it actually happened because, you know, there were rumors going around. We were surprised that, you know, oh, they actually got inside the Capitol. And we were not surprised that the police weren't doing anything about it because they were white people. I heard a lot of... Huh? It was so it was so crazy to me that they got so far into the Capitol and then just realized they had no idea yeah. what they were doing. Like, it, it shouldn't, like, if, if, you, if you were aggressive enough to get in the Capitol, it should have gone further. But they just kind of got in and then were like, oh, shit, I don't want to kill him no no there are people who want to go to jail yeah i am telling you if if they had not evacuated the congress people and the senators those people were capable of killing some of them there was going to be a bloodbath i if i were joe biden i would i would be doing everything in my power right now to make sure there was like crazy security honestly i'm just saying that they should inaugurate biden and kamala in a room and do it via zoom yeah, I think they should. There's no, no, yeah. they, there's no place right now for to no, be doing they, giant they crowds. They, and if they got inside the Capitol once, they can do it again. And it's crazy yeah, how it's crazy. White House down uh, there is so complicated, but it was so easy for these people to walk in. It was yeah. so easy. Yeah, I, I have to pull up a tweet. Actually, D- did you see this that I posted uh, in the the chat? Uh, I think this guy, Adam Horowitz, on Twitter tweeted, as a screenwriter, I can tell you how laborious it is to come up with a plausible way for terrorists yeah. to take over a government building. Yeah. And today they just walked I in. I saw that tweet. Oh, God. I've seen a lot of, um, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. It's, it's, they're shocked, but not surprised. Yeah. I mean. Everybody saw uh-huh. this coming. Yeah. But they were just shocked that it actually did happen. I think what's shocking is how easy it was not that it happened it was just how easy it was for them to walk in yeah yeah the takeaway here is that like really people like everyone's like you can't destroy democracy because we have this in place and this in place and it's like nothing in place matters if no one in power cares you know laws are laws until you stop following them it's like 
it's it's oh, really it's, yeah. it's so it's, it's compared to like crossing the rubicon for like caesar yeah. he broke a lot of laws but nobody cared to convict him for him so who cares that he broke those yeah. laws um it, it was pretty fucking nuts it was, kind of lie. yeah it was just like i don't even it was this just sitting there laughing i was like we were laughing like damn it actually happened and I, I hate to make this into a moment of uh, Puerto Ricans do it better, but remembering hey. back at the governor thing when they made that giant uh, uh, hey, guillotine with the Puerto oh, Rican flag on it. Yeah, we, oh my God. We, we protest. Like, we know yeah. how to protest. <laughs> that was sick. Guys. Yeah, I'm saying they did that. And then did you see the, 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 the pathetic noose they like, put up? And they're outside and of imagine the, how uh, of bad the... they are protesting, how they have never protested for anything in their lives that when they got tear gas they were like washing their eyes with water. You're not supposed to do that. Not supposed to do that. Oh, that, that video of that woman crying saying she yeah, got maced. Uh so people have been po- posting pictures like it like zoomed no, out. Yeah, She's I'm holding not an ta- onion. I'm not talking the, about her. There was the another towel. woman that there was a video of her, uh-huh. of that they got when they got tear gassed. That they were just like pouring water uh-huh. in there as you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. When you go to like leftist, um, I don't want to call them rights, uh, leftist protests? like gatherings, <laughs> protests, um, there's people there who know their shit. Yeah. There's people there who, have, who aren't yeah, first time. Here we made a mix. It was, well, it was this show and something else. And that was like a mix that, because protests here, are peaceful but the police turn them violent much like what happened with the black lives matter protests the- oh yeah in, in new york yeah. in buffalo Where- i was in um yeah uh it, it's um it's it, there's two americas basically yeah. i'm really sorry that puerto rico has to be attached yeah. to us yeah i, I grew up I, remember- I didn't know puerto rico was a a colony yeah um yeah. Yeah, I remember on Wednesday we were all like, we don't claim, we don't claim it. We are not Americans. Like, don't bring us into the equation because obviously people are like, oh, statehood for Puerto Rico. No, we don't want statehood. We want independence. We want nothing to do with the United States. Yeah, a lot of people who want statehood are looking for their own. It's because um, it's implied that the uh, Puerto Rico would have two Democratic senators off the bat that would help. <laughs> do tip. they not know I... Puerto Rican politicians? Yeah, people who say that don't understand Puerto Rican. The first Trump supporter I met in my life was a Puerto Rican. Oh my God, they actually there was a, a pro-Trump rally here. It was the yeah they. It was yeah. So yeah, so basically on Wednesday we were all declaring our own independence. We we're like Puerto Rico's independent now. We're not part of this. Do not bring us into this because there was someone with a Puerto Rican flag in the in the coup. There was a Puerto Rican flag in the air. It's yeah. the most disgraceful yeah. thing. Like we don't claim you. You stay there. You there's fifty states. Pick one of them and stay there. But I, I, the lat the Latino community has a really bad problem with like uh, Trump supporters inside of yeah, it. Yeah, because how how can you support someone that clearly hates you so much and would not doubt to see you dead? I don't understand. It's it's wild to me. It's wild. I, I live in one of the the. The bluest. I my the the town I live in voted is uh the AO, what AOC represents. Mm-hmm. She she's from uh from my district. Okay. And even then, with like seventy five percent of the vote, you still have uh, a major problem with. I I uh, Michael, you remember when we came back from the protests after Trump lost, and we and somebody mm-hmm. like uh somebody tried 
It was more like a victory. Yeah, lap. it was more of a Man. victory. Lap, but... Oh yeah, and the guy yeah. tried to one of those. We because we had. Oh wow. Oh my god! Listen, the election here in Puerto Rico was the same day as the U.S. election, and mm-hmm. let me tell you, the election here, it was rigged. Like the the governor, I don't even call him a governor. Like he's a piece of shit. He stole the election, basically. So, yeah. We have a mess here. They clearly stole the election. And, like, here it was stolen, not in the United States. In the United States, it was pretty safe. And, you know, pretty clear that Biden won yeah. fair and square. But here, you know, they finished counting, like, two days ago. And... It's, the, uh... it's a whole thing. Basically, like ballots went missing, like briefcases with ballots were missing, and then they turned up, and then they wouldn't update the count because in the in San Juan, the mayor race was pretty close between like the PNP candidate, which PNP is basically the equivalent of the Republican Party here. The mm-hmm. that candidate was up front, and then the candidate from Victoria Ciudadana, which is like a smaller party. Was, yeah. was second place and then he actually surpassed that candidate by like 2,000 votes and after that suddenly like more votes appeared for the repo- for that Benebe candidate and he won for some reason and clearly it was yeah it was there's something going there's on something there. very clearly going on and it doesn't help that the election unit that we have here like the election thing the CEE, that those are the initials, are controlled by the PNP party. So obviously, they did something, and it yeah. sucks yeah. because you know who we, the younger generations, are the ones that are going to get affected by this. As somebody like I, I've learned a lot about Mexican elections, and they're just a fucking mess. They're yes. just, and you think that supposedly we're we're not a colony of, of the United mm-hmm. States, even though we have our fair gripes with the United States. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, as like a colony of the United States, you think that the one thing they could promise you is fair and free elections, and they can't even do I mean, that in the. The thing is that. The United the United States doesn't help us with anything. Yeah, no, so I know. It's I on know us, but the thing is that, you know, we have lost a lot of money. We are in debt. The United States has not provided the funds that it was supposed to to help us. And it's just a lot. It's it's a lot. Honestly, like it all go it all goes about goes back to colonialism and the current state of the island. So it, it's a lot. Like Puerto Rican history is a lot. So I'm, I, I can't give you a lesson because we will be here for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot. And yeah, so basically the day Biden won, like no one, like, yeah, I was happy. Like a, a lot of people were happy because, yeah, Trump, especially what Trump did after Hurricane Maria, like he came here, threw us paper towels and left. Yeah. So, yeah. so there mm-hmm. is a special kind of hatred towards Trump here. And so, yeah, obviously a lot of people were very happy that he won. I was at work and I was very happy. But yeah, there were no celebration rallies or anything like that. We were just like... I I know we shouldn't have gone to one because of COVID, uh, but we tried to be as safe as possible. Uh, Yeah, we were were pretty good about it. Many, like almost everyone was wearing masks and it was Mm -hmm. like in 
outside um you know if it's outside like chances are much less especially since yeah. you're wearing masks so yeah yeah we were having a good time right Mike? we we all we all wear ma- more ma- yeah well, my God. that was uh that was the first night i ever got drunk and it was that like- was the first night you ever got drunk Mike, Jesus, we gave yeah. you like tequila off the bat, dude. You should have told me that. Oh my God, Michael! You, I know you were starting to drink. Yeah, no, we went, we went to like a Mexican bar, and I have no idea what I drank. Um, and then, and then that night, I had more. Like, I had a shot of tequila again. Uh, we went to Cruz's house because his cousin was like, "You got to take shots." Oh my God! Man, we had a lot of beers too. Oh my God! I was yeah, it was drunk crazy on election night. Because I, I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't stay sober in election night. I remember I voted pretty early and yeah, pretty much here they count pretty much you know who wins like pretty much the same night or like by midnight you know who won. It's not like in the US that you take a much much longer. Mm-hmm. So pretty much by the afternoon we started getting the results and I went on a Google meets with my friends and we were crying and drinking. And <laughs> then the U S started counting votes and, you know, obviously Trump was ahead because they weren't counting, you know, the mail-in ballots and all of that yet. And pretty much it was mm-hmm. very depressing yeah. and it was filled with wine and beer until like two in the morning. And then, it was a weird week, and then I I, I developed a crush on Steve Kornacki and Jake Tapper from watching them for five days straight. <laughs> was that a? Was that, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm not really good with those names, but like, was that CNN? You know, Tap Tapper is CNN. Jake Tapper is CNN. from MSNBC. He was the guy with the map. <laughs> map boy. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh my John god. Map boy, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. I just had to ask. My, my dad was watching uh, King on CNN, and he was like, "What is up with you and 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 King with the map?" And I was like, "It's I'm not talking about King. I'm talking about Steve Kornacki." Map boy. The crazy thing else. about King was that his his ex wife was also working on the election uh, coverage at mm-hmm. CNN that night. And they were just at opposite sides oh of the room, God. not saying a word to each other. It and I just, really I, I couldn't, I, it was so um, weird. And that week is just a blur. Like my body was not meant yeah. to sustain this stress of not one, but two elections. Those were, those felt like one, one really long because day night I, thing. Because the U.S. election aged me like 10 years and the Puerto Rican election aged me like 35. It was, and then when he won, yeah. the, the day drinking started. Sure, that, yeah, and, then and no, we met up with Mike. Yeah. That night, George, you kept singing uh, this fucking you. Oh, yeah, song from the movie yeah. <laughs> oh I'm, a, I'm a Civil War nerd, and I I just have those lyrics in my head, and I just kept singing. Them. I was so high. You just kept singing. I remember. I, was, I remember since we pretty much knew that the elections here in Puerto Rico were not going to end well. So we were like, OK, we just need one win. And that win needs to be Biden because we would not withstand four more years of Trump. So when Biden was declared the winner, the winner that night, my mom and I went and got margaritas. So basically, that was the last and time I was happy. That's it. <laughs> and then I was. It's, it's been downhill. Mom, 
was it because we were in the car and I was humming. I was, was pretty. And my mom was like, "Why are you so happy?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah." I was, I was happy for one minute before the the capital thing happened. You know what? I even oh, forgot yeah. about that. It was like a. I was like <laughs> sipping wine. I was like telling people, "I was like, we got it. We I, it, George is <laughs> blue. We got him." But like I served myself wine, and um, and then my sister called me over to like check out the news, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I come back into this room later, and my wine's all warm, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, I was celebrating. No. It it was literally the Georgia victory was the part in the horror movie the, where they quote unquote killed like the the, the, the yeah uh, you know and Michael then, Myers yeah. or whatever and then he just comes oh like, my wakes god up. I forgot I remember because my dad is currently working in the states so mm-hmm. he was watching that he was watching it like over there due to the time differences and so he calls me and I and I'm with my friend you know we're sitting on the floor like just processing what is happening and my dad is like hey also one and i was like that was today what and then i <laughs> technically it wasn't declared until, until the yeah, morning and then <laughs> i completely wow. forgot because the yeah. last thing I, I knew was that warnock had won so i knew warnock had won because it was declared like late like late the like the day before like by night it was mm-hmm. declared that warnock had won and so I'm saying that like we're not like awesome one, and he's like, yeah. And I just told my friends like, we got rid of a bitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, bitch McConnell. Yeah. And then my friend had never bitch seen McConnell. like Mitch McConnell's face. Like she knew him by name, and she just didn't know like his face. So I. What I would give to so not know his face. Yeah. Basically, I had to show him to her, and she was like. <laughs> That is the most hideous man I have ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, yes, you're right. He's falling. He always I sounds mean, like he's on the verge of on, tears, too. Like, before... He is! He's like, on death's door. the like... coup happened, when you were... I, I was watching the <laughs> Senate when they were going to call, you know, declare Biden. I wanted to see the moment where they would declare Biden. And... When every time Mitch McConnell talks, like he he knew like he was screwed, like he knew it was over, oh, yeah. that he had lost. But it just they had. You know they thought it was it was gonna be a red yeah. wave, but they but they he, just pushed but, the house a little bit. We got control. Yeah, of the and it, and I was just sitting there like laughing, like oh, we got rid of this bitch. I'm so happy. <laughs> so. Blue yeah, Georgia, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Well, listen, guys, oh. we're a little over the hour, oh, mark, so it's about time to wrap <laughs> up the episode. But uh, on, a, on, a, on a happier note, uh, for all of us, this has been the year of the podcast, really. I mean, it, it did suck for all other reasons, but we both started on, well, we all yeah. started on this kind of, of this path. Yeah, it's uh, been And fun. it's been good to I us, think, kind of. I mean, but I think the important really is that, you know, you have fun. Because especially in 2020, it was such a tough year. And, you know, having something that makes you happy and that you have fun doing, that's, that was the goal for me. <laughs> we don't need to get him. No, you're right. It is, it is really uh, yelling yeah. into the void and having fun with it. And... Um, we will be taking a month off, but film we're going to be back. When is when is film posters coming back? January fifteenth, and stay tuned because uh-huh. we will be and starting our Sundance coverage on January the twenty eighth. 
Oh yeah, by the way, congrats and, on and that. That is so cool. That is well, so sick. Yeah. <laughs> and we here at it, It's the Kid Michael Show will be coming back probably, I want to say first Sunday of, June, oh, of February. Yes. February. So look out for that. Or the first, I think it is. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> that worked oh, yes. out really weirdly. <laughs> Yeah, so February 1st, uh, look out for It's the Kid Michael Show Season 2. And we'll have co-host number three. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Um, we'll, have, uh, we'll have new guests, some old guests come back. Uh, new year, new Kid Michael Show. Uh, guys, this has been the journey of a lifetime uh, for me. Um, and I, I want to thank you guys for, the, for getting us to eight viewers for our first season. I mean, obviously, some episodes have done better than others, but the fact that we have had at least eight people sit through every episode is really something. Um, and before we wrap up, uh, so, uh, Gabby, well, where can people find you? Can you? Find me on like, Twitter, what do you have to plug? At Gabby underscore Burgos twenty seven, and you can follow Film Posers at Film Poser at Film Posers on Twitter, Instagram, and you. And we have a YouTube channel that we'll be giving more love to this upcoming season. And yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I have to plug. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the oh, cherry picks, you can go on the cherrypicks.com and you can just, in the search bar, put my name, Gabriela Burgos, and you can find my profile there and the reviews that I have. And for my co-hosts, you can search Josie Melendez and Ana Sofia on Cherry Picks. And as for Juan, you can follow him on Twitter at jmojica. No, at leader of the Mohicans. That's his Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow him, he's very funny. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for watching. This has been the final episode of season one of It's the Kid Michael Show. I'm your host, Kid Michael. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host George Pacheco. Uh, our guest this week was uh, Gabriella Cristina. Um, you can follow the show on Instagram at It's Kid Michael and on Twitter at It's Kid Michael. This episode was uh, the theme song that was written and performed by Matthew Rosenthal and edited by Matthew Rosenthal. Thanks, everybody. See you in a month. Bye. All right. That's it for us. Uh, I think now I got to figure out how to download this after recording it. If I'm not mistaken, I don't tend to edit. Josie's the one that edits, so I don't, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wrong our second editor, but the point is I never yeah. edit because I hate it. I keep encouraging you to it. do it, though, because um, it's important if he's going to be doing this for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah, but uh, thanks, yeah, so thanks. Much for coming on. We'll let you know when this comes up, when this uploads. Yeah, sure. And uh, you can just put it on your it Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, Very yeah. Oh my god. Next time yeah, we'll we, go on. Oh my god, we have a <laughs> no, mess but, uh, right now because Sundance is I'm sorry I keep saying this so much, but it's just it's taking up a lot. So we're Yeah, no, I imagine. So we're pretty booked up for um, January and February, like we're booked up, so Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. Um, sure. But feel free feel free to come back anytime. Okay, um, bye. Right, Take care, guys. All right, see you. Thanks, bye. Guys.